My name is Eric Martin Koppelman. I'm an internet radio broadcaster. I've been broadcasting since 2005, way back when, before we had all the good stuff and nice ways of doing things the way we have in technology today. But the bottom line is this is Cobcast Live. This is me just being me. Welcome to Cobcast. Well, a report online claims that the toddler toy brand Fisher Price will launch an unconventional playset called My First Peaceful Protest. <laughs> it's going viral, folks. The article is getting thousands of shares on Facebook and it's picking up traction steadily. Okay, but the question is is Fisher Price really producing a protest themed playset? that you can burn down and everything, okay? <laughs> Many don't believe it's true, uh, but the attention this uh, report is getting makes it seem true, all right? So we're going to talk about all the facts behind it right here on Copcast. You know, when you're dealing with fire or water damage in your home or business, you need an advocate. You need someone that's going to level the playing field between you and your insurance company. And that person is Alan Jacoby. Go to his website, www.settlemyclaimnow.com. That's www.settlemyclaimnow.com. He'll make sure that you get everything that you're entitled to according to your insurance contract. Once again, he'll level the playing field between you and and your insurance company. So if you're dealing with fire, water damage, or insurance claims, you want to go to www.settlemyclaimnow.com. That's www.settlemyclaimnow.com. Well, a recent report by the Babylon Bee claims that the toy makers of Fisher-Price have created a protesting playset called My First Peaceful Protest. And the set is aimed towards leftist parents and their kids. That's according to the article. Uh, it allegedly includes a kid-sized playhouse with assorted paint cans that can be used to spray paint slogans onto the house. The clubhouse is also made with cardboard that can be burned down easily in a, pro in a protest. All right. Uh, there are also items that can be used to simulate looting. Wow. During a protest, uh, the Babylon Bee article has received over 22,000 shares and hundreds of comments as of this broadcast. Uh, most are poking fun at the social justice protest using this, you ready, false report. The article even has a false quote from a Fisher-Price toy designer glorifying arson. Uh, now, is it true? As you just heard, I just want to make sure we understand this. No. It's false. <laughs> Fisher Price did not create or is not putting out, shall we say, my first peaceful protest. Now, with that being said, I'm sure there'll be some knucklehead out there that will put it out there anyway. All right. But you can rest assured uh, for all of you parents who are, you know, that go to Fisher Price for your kids toys. It's not happening with Fisher Price. So the fact check. No, it's false. Well, of course, I'm sure that you've heard by now that American icon for equality and justice, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, has passed away on September 18th. 
After a battle with pancreatic cancer, the Supreme Court Associate Justice's last wish was reportedly that her seat not be filled until a new president is elected. Uh, but with the upcoming election in November 2020, there's an urgency within the GOP to fill the vacant spot on the Supreme Court. So Ginsburg supporters have launched a campaign through ResistBot, and that's to protect the uh, Justice Ginsburg's now vacant seat. But many who want to do their part are skeptical if texting RBG to 50409 uh, will really generate letters to policymakers. Okay, so we're going to look into this and I'm going to tell you if that campaign is a scam um, or not right here on Copcast. So let me ask you a question. Do you like cookies? <laughs> do you like cookies? I mean, do you like cookies? Okay. I'm going to tell you a great story here. First off, okay, during the start of the quarantine, the pandemic, uh, Jenny, who is, of course, now the proprietor, president, CEO, whatever you want to call her, of Jenny's Cookies, all right, uh, was quarantined at home. And uh, she was bored with her nieces and nephews, so they decided to start baking, which Jenny has a talent for, okay? And the cookies that she made just took off, not only in the house, but to people in the neighborhood, people on Long Island, people throughout the boroughs of New York. Um, amazing, truly a an amazing entrepreneur success story with an amazing product. So if you like cookies, all right, these are not just your average everyday Keebler elf in a tree cookies. Oh, no. These are amazing cookies. All right. You want to uh, check her out on Instagram under Jenny's Cookies. All right. You can get it on the website here also. Uh, we'll put a link up for Jenny for her cookies there. Or you can give her a call, 631-767-5551. That's 767-5551, area code 631. Let me tell you something. All right. These are the most amazing cookies. Not only if you're a, you know, you want to have what people have described as a cookie gasm or whether you want them for events, weddings, whatever you want, Jenny can handle it. All right. Check out these cookies. They're amazing. They truly are. Jenny's Cookies, 631-767-5551. So the question here is, if you text the letters RBG to 50409, is that a scam? Let me give you a little background. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she passed away, of course, at September 18th at the age of 87. Complications of pancreatic cancer. She served as an associate justice of the Supreme Court of the United States since her appointment by Bill Clinton in 93. Uh, she was a feminist icon. She championed equality and justice. And with her death now, they say that the liberal wing loses an important leader. And there might not be a clear majority in decisions, all right? Uh, there's a general fear that the Trump administration would appoint someone who didn't stand for the same rights as Ginsburg, uh, and with the elections approaching, her successor has become a political debate. Uh, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell claimed that the President Trump's nominee would receive a vote on the Senate floor soon, sending many into panic. Uh, moreover, her granddaughter, excuse me, her granddaughter, Ginsburg's granddaughter, Clara Spera, shared her grandmother's last wish. My most fervent wish is that I will not be replaced until a new president is installed, uh, Ginsburg dictated to Spera. Uh, to protect Justice Ginsburg's seat and follow her wishes, her supporters have... St her supporters... 
Sometimes the lips move faster than the tongue. Her supporters have started a campaign through ResistBot. The answer, no, it's not a scam, okay? Um, the campaign asks you to text RBG uh, to R, the letter R, B, and G, to 50409, which will send an appeal uh, to U.S. senators to hold off on the appointment until after the election. Uh, even celebrities are urging their social media followers to support the campaign. Uh, supporters can also contact their senators through other means, uh, but the ResistBot campaign is picking up steam, they say. Uh, people want to know, is it legitimate? It's trending on Facebook. It's trending on Twitter. Uh, nonetheless, you may want to know how it works. First off, ResistBot, okay, it's a platform that helps United States citizens send automated letters for petitions to elected officials. Uh, the Ginsburg petition is currently the site's top trending petition. So if this is your gig, you can text RBG, the letters RBG, to 50409, that's 50409, or DM RBG uh, on ResistBot's Twitter page. Uh, RBG, of course, is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, The chat box generates an automated letter of support that is sent to elected officials. uh, And the petitioner's here we go again with the lips. The petitioner's letter appears um, with their signature. So once you join this campaign, you are asked for your name, your address, and your name to excuse me. Let's do this again. Once you join ResistBot's campaign, you are asked for your name and address. It adds your name to three copies of the letter sent to both of your United States Senators and your U.S. Representative. A similar campaign was done earlier this year to successfully stop the United States Postal Service from shutting down. It's no scam. uh, And if this is what you want to say or want to do, you are safe to lend your support to it. I tried it. I wanted to see. And what happened? Boom. Right there. It was 100% 100% legit. There you go. So in answer to the question, once again, is this a scam? Is texting RBG to 50409 a scam? Nope. It's real, folks. It's real. I tell you, I got to laugh. I do a lot of research. <laughs> and I got to be careful because, you know, checking on some of the stories... Some of the headlines, some of the things that come out, they come out with, you know, you know, people say, how can that possibly be true? Well, let me tell you something. In today's world, it's amazing what comes out in the news that's true and what really is not. But some of the headlines are just absolutely so ridiculous. And then you have to sit back and, and you know what? I have I have respect for the office of the president of the United States. I truly do. And But some of the things that, that Donnie comes up with there um, and says... I have to sit back and go, oh, my goodness, he didn't, he did not, really. <laughs> he didn't say that, did he? But anyway, the bottom line, all right, one of the uh, one of the headlines I'm looking at, um, which, of course, is not true, is that Trump said, uh, let me get to it here. He said, said, in lieu, all right, this is what the headline reads. It says, in lieu of the new justice, Trump announces he will simply grant Clarence Thomas two votes. <laughs> oh, boy, some of the stuff. One other one I saw here. Where was it here? A study study finds that most Americans trust trust Dr. Pepper over Dr. Fauci. Oh boy, oh, people, you can't make. Well, yeah, I guess you can make this stuff up because they're doing it.
Well, in case you're wondering, you're listening to me. My name is Eric Martin Kabelman, and this is Cabcast. <laughs> I'll be right back. Well, a woman who was not happy with Trump supporters learned a very, very valuable lesson this week. <laughs> it's uh, it's viral video, folks. So you can't miss it. But uh, the bottom line is uh, she's leaning out her car window and flipping the bird and screaming and yelling and going back and forth with the Trump supporters uh, on a major thoroughfare. She was not paying attention to which direction her car was going, and she crashes into the car in front of her. Now, it gets better because guess who was behind her, folks? That's right, the police. Yep, right behind her. And the next thing you know, whoop, whoop. And, <laughs> and of course, now, uh, you know, the Trump supporters had a field day with that one. But uh, bottom line, hey, safety first. If you're going to flip the bird at Trump supporters or Biden supporters or wherever you're going to flip the bird at or whatever you're going to do, if you're going to scream and yell at somebody, hey, do yourself a favor, pull over, park first. Don't crash into the car in front of you. It's not worth it. Safety first. I will say this because I witnessed it myself um, last weekend um, here on Long Island on Middle Country Road, which is a long stretch of road. All right. You can go, I mean, many, many, many miles. All right. Um, There were hundreds. All right. Hundreds. I'll say hundreds. Hundreds of cars with Trump flags and American flags beeping their horn, playing music um, up and down this thoroughfare all right and uh, i got a lot of video of it which i'm going to post on uh, copcast.live i'm going to post it on the website so you can check this out but the the reason i'm making this point is i expected first off i expected some you know some negativity there that people were going to be shouting uh at the people that were doing this on the road for a couple reasons number one a lot of people of course are not supportive of president trump and also um the traffic chaos that these people were causing heading um, eastbound on Middle Country Road. I happened to catch them uh, going through uh, Lake Grove and Center Reach and that area in the Selden area over here. And uh, I pulled over and um, people, you know, screaming out their windows. And of course, a lot of them were paying attention. uh, So they weren't crashing into the car in front of them, but they were, you know, yelling four more years and playing, you know, God bless America. And, but There certainly was not a shortage of Trump supporters here on Long Island. And these people um, in the cars um, were happy to make their their support known. But I will say this, all right, in Lake Grove, there were a bunch of women uh, standing on the side of the road, uh, holding up Trump flags and screaming at, you know, the cars going by them in support of the president. And I pulled over and I walked over to them and I asked if they would allow me, you know, to take a picture or video or um, talk to me about it. And they absolutely, positively, 100% refused. They would not allow me to. Uh, and, and, and I said to them, I said, well, you're out here in the public. What are you afraid of? You know, you, you have this freedom here in America to be able to say and do what you want. And all I was asking is, you know, you're out here supporting the president. And the question I asked was, why? There was one man who was willing to talk to me, all right? And uh, why don't you just take a listen? Actually, what you're going to hear is me first reporting uh, on the street, uh, talking about how nobody would talk to me. And then you'll hear uh, my short interview 
uh, with the one man who stood up and uh, said what was on his mind. Okay, we're out here at Middle Country Road, right in Lake Grove. And as you can hear, as cars are going by, I got a tremendous amount of vehicles with Trump flags and American flags beeping their horn. We got people on the sidewalk here, right in front of uh, Uncle Joe's restaurant, Pizza, right over here in Lake Grove. Uh, apparently, showing support for the President of the United States, Donald Trump. So, uh, tried to get a couple people to talk on the air here, but nobody wants to. Uh, nobody wants to step forward and talk. So, we're going to see if we can get people to uh, to uh, talk. But again, a lot of cars coming down the road here. Um, American flags, Trump flags, in support of uh, President Trump for another four years. For uh, iRadio USA News, my name is Eric Martin Koppelman here in Lake Grove. All right, so we're here in Lake Grove, uh, Lake Grove, New York, and we're here with uh, Trump supporters. Sir, you are a Trump supporter. Yes, I am. All right, can you t tell me why? Because I'm tired of uh, all of the political back and forth and people saying all the stuff that they're going to do and never doing it. I like the idea that he does everything he says he's, he's going to do. Absolutely, and he definitely does. Yes, and I don't, uh, I'm not a big fan of communism. Would you say that the Democrats have basically obstructed or not done what they need to be doing over the last couple of years? Yes, they were focusing more on impeachment than they were on the coronavirus. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I want you to know that our station supports the president, or, as do I. Thank all right, you. which is the reason I'm here today. All right, I think he did a great job. You know what? People say he's not a politician, but sometimes we don't need a politician. We need we someone need like someone that can get the job done. And again, I tell people all the time. I say, you know what? If if the deal's not good, why do a deal? You know what I'm saying? And he, he told our allies where it's at. I was always told actions speak louder than words. You know, maybe some people don't like what he tweets, but you know what? He gets it done. He does it. And half the stuff is taken out of context anyway. I think a lot of people don't realize that a lot of the presidents said what Trump says, but they never went public right. with it. Look at Nixon or right. even Bush or anybody in the, in the Oval Office with their things. Well, I want to thank you for taking the thank time. You. Thank, thank you. Thank you, sir. Right here in Lake Grove, New York, with the Trump supporters. For iRadio USA News. I'm a fan of Forbes. I like the magazine. There are a lot of great, interesting articles and things that they talk about. One of the things that came out this week that went viral, all right, was a story from Forbes that uh, took seriously President Trump's comment about stopping uh, Joseph R. Biden Jr.'s election uh, via an executive order. So <laughs> they ask, uh, they're saying now whether or not Mr. Trump was joking uh, is up for interpretation. First off, let me just say this, all right, there's a lot of, a lot of, Activity, let's put it that way, activity out there right now talking about the fact that by a peaceful transition of power should uh, the president lose uh, his election. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about that. I mean, folks, can we get to the election? <laughs> we got enough issues to deal with and things that are potentially problems with regards to the way people are going to be voting and things like that. And, you know, just from seeing the way things have been over the last four years, seeing how it was in the 2016 election, uh, I can't help but stop and think that there is going to be a lot of nonsense going on with regards to uh, who really wins. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, you got Hillary Clinton out there, you know, spouting off and saying things. And then, of course, now uh, we got the... Uh, Forbes story talking about how uh, the president could issue an executive order 
All right. You know, come on. Really, please. Can we just have the Democrats and the Republicans running for president? Can we have a legitimate vote uh, and put whoever it is that the people choose? All right into office. And of course, and there's a lot of questions with regards to the Electoral College and, you know, and it goes back to uh, Hillary's loss and things like that. But the bottom line in answer to this story, I doubt very much he was really serious. I think he's, uh, I think the president, you know, is ready, uh, willing and able to uh, do what he has to do to get out there and talk to the people. And then it's up to us, folks. It's up to us who becomes uh, the president in 2000. And 20 and 2021, of course, with the 2020 election. All right. So as far as that story goes, all I can say is nah, <laughs> nah, ain't. All right. Come on. Really? Please. So the other night, uh, my wife, Linda, was on the computer. The school that my son goes to, the middle school here in Hopog, New York, was doing a meet the teacher uh, thing, but they were doing it virtually. And um, they got about to ninth period, I think Linda had said, and all of a sudden couldn't get on. It was done. You know, they could, we, I automatically assumed it was something that the school had done or, you know, or, but it wasn't actually what it was. Okay. Was a widespread service disruption for just over an hour. Um, it affected the company's email. Uh, YouTube and Google document services. Okay, the outages they seem seem to be focused around the eastern coast of the or the east coast of the United States, and that was according to Down Detector, a website that tracks internet disruptions. Um, they said the service went back up around 10 p.m. Google did not provide a reason for the disruption. I think maybe my son Martin had something to do with it. He didn't want my wife to talk to the teacher. No, actually, Martin's doing really well in school. God bless him. All right. The company is investigating the cause of the outage and has ruled out a cyber attack. That's according to a person with knowledge of the situation who was not authorized to speak publicly. On its online dashboard, Google said at 9.30 p.m. Eastern uh, that it was aware of the problem with Gmail affecting a significant subset of its users. It posted similar messages for Google Calendar and its video conferencing services. So there you go. Uh, an update at 10.07 Eastern said that the issues have been resolved. That's good. But I know there's a lot of companies out there that they don't get their, uh, it takes hours, days, weeks, months, years. You know what I'm saying? And the company apologized for the inconvenience. Can you imagine if you woke up one morning and there was no Facebook, no Twitter, you know, no Google? I mean, this is really scary. <laughs> Because, again, I'll say this again as I say it all the time. The things that people are forgetting is that all of these things are just websites. They're just websites. They're significant websites in our life. We, we rely on them. And the thing is, I mean, people, we need to have, you need to have a backup. You need to have a backup plan. Because, again, what if one day there's no Facebook? What if one day there's no Twitter? What if there is no Google? What if you, what would we do if we, I mean, does anybody still have the World Book Encyclopedia? What would we do? I'm just kidding. What would people do? All right, if they couldn't Google, you know, if they couldn't check online for something. I mean, this is modern technology in today's world, I get it, but still, you know, seriously, what would we do? And it happened the other night. All these parents online, you know, trying to talk or listen to their teachers about the kids' school and what's going on in the school, and all of a sudden, it was all gone. 
they say of the 21st century, the artists whose name, Ken Courtney and Tobias Wong. They had a 1980s McDonald's coffee stirrer, played it in gold. McDonald's served the artist with a cease and desist order. Uh, the coffee stirrer that Courtney and Wong replicated, the ones that you could get from the golden arches in the late 1970s, were long-stemmed, delicately, delicately, delicately hollowed out, and perfect for mixing exactly 100 milligrams of sugar into your coffee. By the 80s, uh, it says they had become significantly flatter and altogether less spoon-like. I think I remember them. These days, when you mix a pouch of sugar or Splenda into your COVID, it they say, McDonald's pick-me-up, it's almost like you're patting around a caffeine-filled pond contained by a paper cup, all right? Uh, so why the change? Why they change from a spoon to an oar? And what sparked the corporate outrage when Courtney and Wong replicated the stirrer's former shape? On December 11, 1979, McDonald's announced to the world that it had been brought to our attention that the people are using McDonald's spoons illegally mm, uh, and illicitly for purposes for which they are not intended. Did I say that right? Illicitly? Illicitly? Let's just say they're using them for uh, illegal activities. So what were they really using the McDonald's coffee stores for? talk about it right after this. Right, so the question in everybody's mind, the question that people want to know, what were these McDonald's coffee stirrers being used for? And uh, Courtney and Wong, they named their vintage gold-plated Mickey D's coffee stirrers Coke Spoon Number no. 2. They say it was no mistake. By the late 70s, the low-cost and apparently innocent stirring device had achieved um, a cult following among drug dealers and drug takers. Uh, made more popular still because of its spoon measured out exactly 100 milligrams uh, of illicit drugs. McDonald's coffee stores soon became so infamous on the streets that dosages of drugs were named after it. If anyone ever offers you a mixed spoon, just say no, a mixed spoon. Uh, they're offering up to 100 milligrams of cocaine. Mm -hmm. Despite the spoon's popularity among drug dealers, McDonald's may never have changed its coffee store had it not been for Joyce Nal Nalpeca. I hope I'm saying that right. I hope I can get your name right, Joyce. Joyce Nalapeca. She was the acting president of the National Federation of Parents for Drug Freaks. Um, she caught wind of the phenomenon in 1979 during federal hearings in Baltimore around the Model Drug Paraphernalia Act. She wasted no time in calling up McDonald's president, Ed Schmidt. The drug paraphernalia industry says your tiny spoon-shaped coffee stirrer is being used as a cocaine spoon. And she demanded that McDonald's commit to redesigning the spoon so that she could say as much when testifying in front of Congress. Uh, McDonald's did as they were told. Uh, the press release that she sent out after convincing McDonald's to make the change, she wrote it up on a typewriter that she balanced on her ironing board. So uh, good for you, Joyce. Good for you. See, sometimes, um, sometimes corporate listens. You know, I, I can't see how McDonald's could not have listened uh, had they said no. Uh, you know, well, they didn't say no, but can you imagine if they did? Um, the uh, outcry that would have followed that. So, uh, you know, there you go. Uh -huh. 
but I'm sure the uh, drug users and the drug dealers, I'm sure somewhere out there, there's a whole bunch of these uh, old coffee stirrers available. And the bottom line, if there's not, I'm sure if they really want to take the drug, they'll find a way to get it into their system one way or the other. It's a damn shame, but that's the way it is. You know, every time I go into a deli, a 7-Eleven, or a Starbucks, or wherever I go, you know, to, to get a cup of coffee, because normally I'm too lazy to do it at home. I get yelled at about that all the time by Linda. But the bottom line is I always stop and think about it. Remember the day when there, it was just, how do you want your coffee? You know, black, milk, sugar, how do you want it? And in today's world, all right, many, many of us are all tempted to add creamer, all right? Um, but the problem, they say, is most creamers, especially the ones that, and you need to look on the labels, folks, uh, the ones with artificial flavors, they're not healthy. They contain trans fat, all right, and added sugars. Um, they say starting your morning with coffee and a dash of flavored creamer might not have a noticeable impact on your health right away, but you don't want to start using this, they say, on a regular basis. And let me give you some details. One of the biggest issues with the creamers is they don't contain actual cream. All right. Uh, they say a vast majority of coffee creamers contain water, sugar, and hydrogenated oil. Hydrogenated. Boy, I'm having trouble with the words. Hydrogenated oil, as we know, is trans fat. Okay. Trans fat can be a real problem for your diet and overall health. Uh, when we consume trans fats, uh, we are eating animal products. Blech. However, we take too much of trans fats, uh, we're putting ourselves at risk of raising our, our cholesterol. Most creamers contain a modest amount of trans fat per serving. That's according to the Food Network. One tablespoon of creamer contains less than 0.5 grams. Do you really need to know this? But the bottom line is, if you're adding creamer to your coffee every day, or if you have more than one cup in the morning, all right, you gotta check the label and think about what you're doing, all right? Sugar, too, all right? I mean, sugar, you know, the drug, sugar, all right? Bottom line, know what you're putting into your body. That's the bottom line here, folks. But they say, hold the creamer, check your labels, make sure you know what's in the creamer. Because a lot of times when you're putting creamer in your coffee, it's not creamer. I guess sometimes it's just better to leave the neighbors alone coming out of Tampa, Florida. I went, I lived in Tampa, actually I lived in Crystal River, which was about three miles, three miles, three hours north of Tampa. And I used to travel back and forth each way every day. But anyway, all right, so get this. A neighbor calls the sheriff's department because some Tampa Bay Lightning fans who were screaming, you ready? Shoot, shoot, all right, as they watch game three of the Stanley Cup final on television. Uh, the call prompted several Hillsborough County Sheriff's deputies to show up at Devon Garnett's apartment door. He and two friends had gathered to watch the game. Um, in, in the first period, the trio began screaming for a goal, prompting the 9-11 call. You know, I said sometimes, but, but I guess some of these apartment walls are like paper thin, you know. The caller told dispatcher someone was yelling loudly in the apartment above just before 8.30 p.m. on Wednesday. That's according to Hillsborough County Sheriff's spokesperson, Natalia Verdina. So they come to the door and they thought there were guns in the house, Garnett. He's 26 years old. He told the Tampa Bay Times as he said, we're like, nope, we're just screaming for Steven Stamkos. 
According to a sheriff's office dispatch report released on Thursday, the complainant told police he heard a couple of screaming at each other, with one yelling, I dare you to shoot. (laughs) Uh, Deputies went on their way after talking to everyone involved. The police completely understood, and they laughed it off, as we are doing right here on CopCast. I guess sometimes it's just better to leave the neighbors alone. Coming out of Tampa, Florida. I went, I lived in Tampa. Actually, I live in Crystal River, which was about three miles, three miles, three hours north of Tampa. And I used to travel back and forth each way every day. But anyway, all right, so get this. A neighbor calls the sheriff's department because some Tampa Bay Lightning fans who were screaming, you ready? Shoot, shoot. All right. As they watch Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final on television, uh, the call prompted several Hillsborough County Sheriff's deputies to show up at Devon Garnett's apartment door. He and two friends had gathered to watch the game. Um, in, in the first period, the trio began screaming for a goal, prompting the 9-11 call. You know, I said sometimes, but, but I guess some of these apartment walls are like paper thin, you know. The caller told dispatcher someone was yelling loudly in the apartment above just before 8.30 p.m. on Wednesday. That's according to Hillsborough County Sheriff spokesperson Natalia Verdina. So they come to the door and they thought there were guns in the house, Garnett. He's 26 years old. He told the Tampa Bay Times as he said, we're like, nope, we're just screaming for Steven Stamkos. According to a sheriff's office dispatch report released on Thursday, the complainant told police he heard a couple of screaming at each other, with one yelling, I dare you to shoot. (laughs) Uh, Deputies went on their way after talking to everyone involved. The police completely understood, and they laughed it off, as we are doing right here on CopCast.